But like nobody knows anything. So it's like, I feel like I can't even get information to start a take. And then having a take on anything other than like the plague feels a, a bit flip. Like, yeah. do we really care about uh, how this is affecting LeBron's opportunity to get a final ring? I mean, <laughs> some blogger has to pretend that that's their chief concern, right? I mean, I'm concerned. I wanted to watch him lose and cry. I mean, if you want to see LeBron lose and cry, just turn on the Kobe funeral. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because he said some beautiful words, him and Jordan both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that is a question is like, what are you going to do for episodes going forward if this just keeps stagnating? Like, just Buddy, we, 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 were ask, we were we were asking ourselves that question long before coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is kind of an interesting, you know, opportunity of like, how do you, uh, you know, organize and sort of find community during something like this? Because nobody's ever been quarantined like this in the United States with that sort of like ability to connect remotely. So where where do you find, you know, something to do? I have an answer. Sexting. Is it, is it Twitter? Yeah, I figured it was. <laughs> That's really so, what quarantine is doing for us. It's creating the sexting economy. I see a lot of y'all all suddenly mad that you weren't in on the ground floor of literatica.com. <laughs> <laughs> Could be some really, really lurid uh, fantasy stories coming out. I've been sowing for a while, but now I am reaping. Welcome to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett. Everyone else bored. This is Rob at Dumb and Awful. This is Mason. God damn it. I started my old hat. <laughs> Fuck. This is Mason. Now at Punished Zizek because uh, I lost my original at for threatening Michael Bloomberg. And this is Brad at Fizz for Shizzle. All right. Let's talk about some depressing shit. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> this whole crisis has been... I think illuminating for a lot of people to see that like obviously labor is where all the value is if the workers are the reason the economy is tanking and getting the workers back out there is the reason the economy could recover then maybe the workers are where all the fucking value is in the first place hmm. Just i thought. wonder if any theorist had, had had that particular theory of value uh several hundred years ago and it's britney bitch <laughs> <laughs> who apparently is calling for her national like rent strike and shit <laughs> yeah, no work, bitch. <laughs> I always, oh, I always man. knew. I always knew. <laughs> Since back when you were thirteen, you always knew. When I had that hit you. "Baby One More Time" poster in my room, I knew <laughs> Bernie was one of us. She really was the Engels to Kevin Federline's marks. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he even existed. I sure didn't. <laughs> Forever in our hearts, Kevin. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on with the uh, old Joe Biden? Uh, yeah, he's canceling all of his appearances. At least for, this says Tuesday. I think it's meant to be Wednesday because it's the night. And so. by appearance, you mean video conference. 
Right, and I don't know if you... I don't know if you noticed or picked up that apparently his at-home video conferences are on green screen for some reason. Oh, they they, abs- they absolutely look like they're on a green screen. He he claims they're not, but it, it looks odd. I highly recommend anyone go watch one of them right now, and he's kind of clipping through the floor. It's ridiculous. Why have him on a green screen? What is that gain? What are you hiding, and what is that gain? It's how the staffers are entertaining themselves in the bunker. <laughs> Is they only have enough energy to get the one transmission out to the news programs, uh, but in the time in between, they can just put Joe into like fun space scenarios, or <laughs> in the middle of Paris, or you know that stuff like that in the middle of the movie, The Matrix. Yeah, he he doesn't care. He's disassociating for half the time, so you know he can do whatever to him. I'll I'll tell you what, Jack. I, I met I met this one young man named Morpheus. He told me, "Is that air you're breathing?" I said, "Jack, you got me right there, straight." <laughs> cool cat, that Morpheus. Yeah, Joe Biden has not been looking good. I mean, I, I watched the live stream he did a few days ago, and he he looks very sweaty. He is genuinely uh, the only thing that's brought me joy in the last. Uh, I mean, uh, while has been today watching Joe Biden clips. Yeah, I just kept hearing giggling coming out of Rob's room. It's just, it's so, <laughs> it, there's so many things about it. First of all, you could just watch the same clip over and over on loop, which I did, and just discover, like, phases. In the same way that, like, actors can go through a script and their lines and peel out the motivation and intent of each sentence to figure out sort of the emotional pathway, you can see old slow biden's brain turning creakily <laughs> towards ideas careening and going oh no i can't do that one. Oh, well what about this one? Oh, maybe nope and then just giving up in that do you have the audio yeah let me play this nicole Wallace some of them one. are so incredible we have never 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 failed to respond to a crisis as a people and i tell you what i'm so darn proud and those poor people who have lost you know anyway that's amazing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like, we've never not failed. Fail. And it's like, okay, we're, we're kind of holding on, but there's been a hitch to, to you know, those. And tell you what, those poor people, I'm so proud of those poor Oh, no. Wait a second. Am I, am I doing pity or pride right now? I forget. Uh, no, I kind of I kind it. of actually respect when he, like, just gives up halfway He, he pulls the, the ripcord. Yeah. yeah, he's like, no, it's like, uh, you know, and all men and women were created, and you know the thing. Like he, he just is like, I'm not gonna get it. Let's just move past it. I, I, what else would he do? I want to know what they gave him for the debates because even though Bernie just bodied him all night, like he was not this. He's a little peppy. He was. He had some peppiness stuff. Did they? You know what? What did? What was he on? And where can I get some of that? It's kind of a staffer hand feeding him Adderall right before he was ready to go. He looked good. Hand feeding him like a horse. It's like I, I would be interested in seeing what the next public thing he does is, like the public thing where he's with Bernie or out for any extended period of time. I don't know if, if that's even going to happen anymore. Oh, it's it's not going to happen anymore be, because it really does seem. But part of what makes me laugh too when I watch these clips, and there's so many of them. So yeah, what's especially funny is like they have to keep pushing this guy and he's clearly he's clearly deteriorating or in decline or sundowning or senile or dementia like we're all talking about the same thing which is what our eyes see directly that dude is like losing it or lost it (laughs) and the fact that the press have like 
elected to make him the one taking a shot. It, it just makes me think of like, it's like the movie Rudy. If the player was a wide receiver and they're like, let's, you know what, Timmy from the equipment room, he's going to go catch a touchdown pass and you throw it and the guy misses. And then you're like, all right, well, I guess we'll, we'll give him another shot. And they keep throwing and he keeps missing. <laughs> and every interview, there's like big layups where you can see the host like smiling and nodding like, and that's the sort of heroism we need, right? Joe and he's like I don't know what I shouldn't say what sort of heroism a yo like a yo-yo up and down uh, never mind <laughs> it's just like all right I guess we uh, we got four more of those this morning so keep throwing but at some point are, are we just gonna keep throwing to the Rudy kid for the rest of the game like what is yes. where do we go from here and this has to go on for m more than six more months it's just the like duration. they have to keep Oh, it's not going to survive that. You mean you mean to tell me we're going to do two minutes protected, you know, softball interviews on Twitch for a president while the president or Trump is up there every single day for an hour just rambling incoherently and telling millennials they have to go die to keep the stock market up? Yeah, I mean, say what you will about Trump, but he can be on screen for more than twenty <laughs> seconds at a time. The lowest of bars. <laughs> i also appreciate that with that clip it's uh nicole wallace interviewing him and her facial expressions are as if she has a small child relaying a story from school and she's like come on you can do it nicole wallace by the way an msnbc anchor after being a press flack for the bush administration oh um, no no even better she was the girl in charge she was a woman in charge of uh sarah palin oh she was that's right she did that afterwards I mean now, to be fair, and I know we're going to shit on MSNBC, you know, whatever. Nicole Wallace is great on MSNBC. She's hysterical. Um, but yeah, she's, she's, she's holding Joe's hand very, very softly and leading him in that clip. And it's, it's nice of her. It's kind. You know, it's, it's good to be sweet to the elderly and infirm. But and we needed we, more there, Nicole. I would say we needed more. That's exactly what people in positions of power need. They need us to be kind and soft and never hold their feet to the fire or ask difficult questions. Thank you, Nicole. Uh, well, I think any question to poor Joe Biden's a difficult one right now. <laughs> I mean, Joe, bro. what floor are you on? <laughs> what day of the week is it? What month? What season? Who's the president? I also enjoyed him coughing in every single interview he gave today. Oh, he has it. He just has it. <laughs> they, they, they got enough cough suppressant in him for that like seven minute live stream that he did to not have him cough there. But, you know, they can't keep it in him forever. That'll kill him. So, you know, he's just coughing a bit. That would explain his mental condition deteriorating so quickly. He's just fucking hopped up on NyQuil and uh, <laughs> Mucinex. Or why those would be the takes that they would actually publish, because... That, oh, imagine that, the ones they that's put some, out. Yeah, they, they, those actually are. <laughs> they did 20 takes on each one of those, and those are the top of each. And after that, no. he's too tired. <laughs> Joe Biden might be dead. <laughs> no, he disappeared for seven days because they were just trying to record that one two-minute clip, and it took... Uh, several hundred hours of uh, takes to get that semi-coherent ramble out. It was like that that Simpsons clip where they were trying to teach Homer how to respond to a different name when he went into witness protection, and it like <laughs> took like seventeen hours, and they were just staring at him. <laughs> yeah, no. The outrageously funny thing is, during that seven day period, the only proof of life they offered was him giving his Instagram account giving a thumbs up on a DJ's live stream. <laughs> Uh, I love the implication that they actually think any of us believe Joe Biden is running his own social media accounts. 
I love how you used proof of life as if like our presidential candidate is operating on the same level of as an oil CEO who's been kidnapped <laughs> by like Colombian drug lords and we need to send them money, but we need to know he's still alive. Like that's where we are. Joe Biden is ostensibly running for a position that lasts for four years and doesn't even start for like a, another one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, apparently they've started saying in the background that like yeah by the way whoever's vp needs to be prepped to take over pretty quickly (laughs) i was like what hillary 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 honestly i would do it i would love i want it so badly speak it into existence i would love bring it back (laughs) bring it back i i i dislike joe biden but i think it'd be a tragedy to add another name to the clinton body count (laughs) (laughs) he would not last a week in office if hillary was vice president (laughs) i don't even know if he'd make it there they'd be like oh we're so sorry that two weeks after announcing her as vp joe biden is dead and now she's leading the ticket again (laughs) every lib would just be like cersei season six (laughs) (laughs) finally our our prestige tv president but yeah i could see that happening uh more and more i think maybe chrisman's probably right and they're just gonna pull him during the dnc convention replace him with somebody else i think he can't do it he can't i think they i think they're gonna put cuomo in there if if we i always i always told my parents like you know from from following politics here in New York, let me just give you like two bits of advice. And one is don't ever for any reason vote for Cuomo because I'm sure he's going to run for president at some point. And don't ever for any reason vote for Bloomberg because I'm sure he's going to run for president at some point. I didn't expect that both of them were going to come in the same year. <laughs> um, but speaking of Cuomo, as we live in our new hellscape, uh, Cuomo is now also picking up the line from Trump about the... Uh, Maybe we should try to restart things. Oh, yeah. He's joined the death cult. Nope. Uh, he, he's trying he's to split it. the difference a little bit. Cuomo's trying to pull a like, no, I'm not saying we do that right now. I'm just saying that's also very important, and we should start figuring out our game plan with that. Cuomo's PowerPoint had a slide in there that was just uh, a scale, perfectly balanced, or like a seesaw sort of thing. And on one side, it said, like, economic realities, and then the other one was, like, protect human life. And it, it, it's at the top. We're still figuring it out. <laughs> That's, what he That's a real slide yeah. that he displayed. And it was it was actually bookended in the presentation by like real philosophical stuff, like questions I'm asking myself. What is the role of community? What does it mean to be an individual? <laughs> Who are we? Where will we be? <laughs> all, all this sort of like flowery philosophical uh, wanking around a very on the news telling chart or, or diagram that is uh, human life has a cost and we're figuring it out. How do we let more people die without me being blamed for it? That's the, the real question. Normally the human life into market system works great. So give us a second to figure out how to get it back running again. <laughs> Cuomo is the fucking golden boy of like CNN right now. He's, he's on every 12 seconds. Uh, and that that's kind of why I see him as being the, the slot in for the uh, presidential candidate once oh, yeah, Biden absolutely. eventually shits himself to death in this uh, DNC bunker. Um, because th- they're just setting him up to be like, the presidential democrat that's around oh nobody can stand up to trump except somebody else who let millions of people die i don't know that cuomo's killed millions no i'm saying if he pulls off the quarantine after this shit because he's toying with the idea already yeah but cuomo i mean 
that would be a huge portion of the entire population would die before Cuomo killed million. I'm saying he's a bad guy, but he's <laughs> not fucking world historic level. Sorry, hundred thousands. I mean, like, it's very annoying when he puts on an Italian accent, but he's not like... <laughs> <laughs> no, those things are like equal. fucking things Hitler or equal. something, Jesus. <laughs> when, when he took FDR's car out of the upstate museum and then drove it across the bridge just so he could have, like, a photo op and hit the little horn, that's very distasteful, I thought. But again, <laughs> not the cultural revolution. <laughs> I don't know. That seems pretty close. I thought now Cynthia Nixon should have won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to say, if if we're going to have this whole fucking pandemic and then they're going to lift all the restrictions, if none of the old motherfuckers in position of power eat it as a result of this, I'm going to be so pissed off. I like think it's, it's literally probably, the least they could do. Probably three senators will die. I'm gonna, oh. That's my prediction right now. Yes, well, it's 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 interesting that you say that because Ron, uh, Rand Paul is already dealing with eighty percent lung capacity, right? When Rand Paul got beat up by his neighbor and got his lung punctured, six months later they had to do a lobectomy on the lobe because it failed. So he's already in isolation and his lungs are already shit. So he's compromised as it is. Oh wait, he might uh, actually die four days after voting against Corona relief bill. <laughs> Like I will days, believe in karma again if that happens. <laughs> ten days after his dad put out in his newsletter that um, coronavirus was a myth. <laughs> Maybe his dad just said that to own him, though. <laughs> I was like, well, then what did your son just die of? He's like, being a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, some of these old motherfuckers who are screwing us over, hopefully are at least going to eat it in this because, like, Jesus Christ, they're definitely not helping us. The best take I saw about this was somebody saying, essentially, uh, it's the trolley problem, but we've decided to try to save the trolley. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about something happier. Is anything happy going on right now? <laughs> Listen, I just started playing Animal Crossing. It's pretty dope. Is it yeah, great? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Is it great? I, I haven't. I don't know anything about Animal Crossing. Can you guys explain to me in like a very basic way what that game is and what it's about and what the allure is? Like I, I, you know, it's frustrating when like you're listening to a cool guy podcast about like, you know, comic books or Star Wars or something, and then there's some gamer girl on that doesn't know the reference, and you're like, oh, how do they not? How do they exist in that space and not know about this? These fucking phonies. That's how I feel when everybody on the left has Animal Crossing. <laughs> like I just, I'm, I'm, I'm out of touch, and I'm sure this is very frustrating for anyone listening. But for my benefit, can you please explain what's going on? Um, it's essentially a game where you're just a guy on an island in deep debt to a raccoon. Um, <laughs> and that's yes. it. Yeah, the, it, it's a very relaxing game. That's why people love it, because you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want. It has that Sims vibe to it, where you can do whatever way you can decorate well, what a house. What exactly are you doing? Like, like in 30 minutes of playtime, what are you doing? Okay, actually, here's a better way of putting it. Final Fantasy XIV, if you only had the side stuff... If that's all it was. Oh, so like a big arcade of just like little things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if it was only about the aesthetics and the little arcade side games, and that was the whole game, but put in a really adorable Nintendo package. You, you get a fish and you put it in a museum and then you can look at it in the museum later. It's sort of like the satisfying arc of collecting things and putting them in places. Oh, they have that in 14 too. Yeah, I get that. All right. 
And they make it a very flexible sandbox. So people do all sorts of stuff with it. You can decorate your house to be like all communist if you want, because you can import pictures and things. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I did that instantly. Uh, <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I think I, I, I have some uh, hammer and sickle wallpaper going. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's my son, Mason. Oh, what's he been doing? Oh, no, he's okay. Yeah, he has Animal Crossing. Yeah, the, the, the game for children. Well, well, that's the thing. It's not just for it's, it's for adults because he put uh, hentai and communism memes on it. Yes, <laughs> yes, he's my only son. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. Waffle House is starting to close. Jesus, I say you know we're in North Carolina. Yeah, we're not. Times. We're not making it. Yeah. Well, there used to be. You guys know about there used to be a whole like um, the Waffle House Index Thread Index that they used to do what is that um so waffle house is always the first thing that would come back online after disaster hit so after hurricane hits waffle house always comes online first because um that is actually their corporate policy is to get online as quickly as possible they have their own generators and everything so you could tell how bad a disaster was by how many waffle houses were still open and if all of them are closing that's a pretty bad sign i mean obviously different sort of disaster but yeah waffle house has always been the thing in the south that's like if it's open, there is some hope. Damn. So the fact they're closing now and BTS's tour also got canceled. <laughs> you think they're, <laughs> think, the think BTS they're index. <laughs> How are the K-pop fans holding up in these trying times? I'm afraid to look. <laughs> I don't think I'll like what I see. It's amazing that if you go to Twitter and like look at what's trending, you know, in the United States, it's like, you know, whatever. But if you go to the world, no matter what, it's always K-pop. Like, th- is that, that is it that powerful? Am I yes. just living in a bubble I here in Tennessee? There, there I, is... genu- I genuinely have no fucking clue what the, the appeal is, like why it's so fucking popular. Why there's just like House of Cards. Replies. <laughs> it, it, it's like that. Well, I mean, I didn't watch it, but House of Cards. Is at least one meant? pedophile involved. Everyone's bisexual. Oh, like. yeah. I mean, that's that's a low. We're, we can cl- safely say that. I think <laughs> you can say that with any group of people. Large uh, I mean, uh, yeah, any sufficiently large group, you know, is, is sure to have one pedophile in it. That's sort of the Chapo premise. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Whatever. Virgil's great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, like, it is very powerful. Um, one of the things that happened uh, a minute ago and what seems years ago is uh, there was that one Bernie Sanders, like, field organizer, low-level staffer who basically was a very catty online gay man, which I guess, like, liberals had never seen before in the wild. Yeah. And so I guess he misbehaved, and then the Sanders campaign had to get rid of him. And then, you know, the the reporter that outed this relatively just low level staffer like just a, a, norm, like a normal field guy. organizer in Iowa. He's yeah. Like yeah, barely involved in the campaign. Oh, no, he was actually he was apparently stuff. very good at his job, but yeah. yeah. And, and so this reporter uh, called him out, and you know got some blowback for like, why are you targeting this kid? Basically, and one of the ways they got this reporter is somebody made a fake tweet where it's, it, uh, it was made to appear that this reporter had said some bullshit about BTS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Like it was just like, I hope the coronavirus can get out of China and make its way to Korea so it can save us from more of this Jimin and Jungkook nonsense. It was like something like that. Totally fabricated tweet, but they posted it on one of the K-pop threads. And (laughs) the reporter for the next day was just posting videos of his phone getting like 10,000 spam texts a second. (laughs) His work was just like on fire. Several of his family members were ransomed. It really, I've been hinting at this on the show for a while, but like the collective power of K-pop stands is something that is is dangerous and mighty and not yet understood. <laughs> I, I was walking through Times Square the other day and Wanho, the now fully cleared and acquitted of smoking weed star of Monster <laughs> X, uh, Wanho had multiple birthday billboards because the fans- Square. They, yeah. Before they did like free Wanho, Wanho's innocent billboards, but now it's, I guess it's just, they wanted to celebrate them. So it's just Wanho for no reason. The people saying, have a good one. <laughs> well, it's nice to know that they can be harnessed for good. Cause that reporter also is a, uh, like wildly wealthy upper East side type, um, whose entire job appears to be muckraking and fucking over lefties, poor lefties specifically. So yeah, fuck that guy. Good job. BTS stands. You did good. And whoever came up with that, you're an evil genius. And I'm glad you're on our side. <laughs> Joe Biden said that that yeah. he would <laughs> he would never stand Jimin. And he thinks he looks weird. <laughs> Quote, he, lo- he looks weird to me, Jack. Joe Biden. <laughs> At BTS Twitter. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, though, Mason, uh, K-pop, especially now, actually, is great because it's just pure audio antidepressant and it that in and of itself is valuable oh yeah my, no my point was it's like house of cards that's my reference point for like an algorithmically generated uh bit of media where i guess netflix for season one they made a big deal in their promotions about how we really figured out you know how long should scenes be what sort of scenes what sort of characters play well k-pop is that it's every individual in the production is just super high level expert in their field getting lots of money to just produce and the actual music and performers and all that is, is sort of incidental to that uh which on a human rights level is terrible but on a i need engineered to give me dopamine or serotonin sounds in the morning it, it's perfect yeah it's incredible it is like if you're a depressed teenage girl like why wouldn't you listen to k-pop it makes total sense and that's why the internet loves it so much sure that's who's on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking just depressed people and girls. That's all that's all that's on the internet. The two genders. <laughs> and sometimes those are the same thing and that's tra- that's trans people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just it's based on my timeline. That's, I, I could be educated on this. Honestly, I I'm not even <laughs> All right, y'all, thanks for listening. It's been Brett at Realness Board, Rob at Dumb and Awful, Mason at Punish Zizek. He's got a new at now. And Brad at Fizz Fishizzle. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. You can find bonus episodes on Patreon, hop in the Discord and bullshit with us since, you know, we're all fucking trapped inside anyway. And if you want to do something else for us, um, rate us, write a review on iTunes. Uh, it's always useful because more people should hear our wonderful pandemic updates. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'll take for listening. <laughs>